Welcome back to yet another episode, another week of the Speak My Peace podcast. I am your host, once again, Reese Trotman, coming back at y'all with another episode. And we're going to jump right into it, talking a little basketball today. Definitely going to talk some football free agency. Got to talk some college hoops. And you know what? If there's time, we might even touch on a little baseball because baseball is back in action. The MLB in full swing. But we're going to start with the NBA. We're going to talk the All-Star festivities. If you missed last episode, I talked about how... um, Basically went through the the, the all-star game roster, who I thought got snubbed, all that. Now we're going to talk about the festivities besides the actual all-star game. Let's start with the skills challenge. It was announced, I believe, yesterday um, that Robert Covington, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, uh, Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic are all going to be members of this year's Skills Challenge at 6.30 on Sunday, March 7th on TNT. Now, this is the, this is not a competition. Julius Randle, Sabonis, and Vucevic, I all think they'll, they will not move on to the, to the second round. I think this is, this is a competition between Luca and Chris Paul. Um, I'd be very surprised if anybody else come, maybe Robert Covington, he's your dark horse, or maybe Sabonis is, is a really dark horse. And, you know, he's like the sleeper pick, but I can't lie. Chris Paul and, um, Luca should be the two that are competing for the skills challenge. Um, championship basically and to take home the hardware um that's an easy one uh next the three-point contest we got devin booker jalen brown steph curry zach levine donovan mitchell and jason tatum all competing in the three-point uh contest i like steph curry in this um uh, steph curry or devin booker i feel like those are the best Rhythm shooters, the best that, you know, once they get in the zone, just, you know, literally just grab ball, shoot, you know, it's all about rhythm in in the three point contest, pacing yourself and rhythm and just keep making sure you keep a steady, fluid motion throughout no wasted motion. I feel like Devin Booker and Steph Curry are going to do that the best. Um, My sleeper pick. I'm going to go Zach Levine. I know that's a surprise. A lot of people would probably choose Jason Tatum, maybe uh, Jalen Brown. Um, I don't think Donovan Mitchell has a chance. I'm not going to lie. But for me, Zach Levine, I think like he's a sleeper. I think, you know, his shooting is underrated the way he's improved. I think he could, you know, be a sleeper and sneak around and maybe win this three-point contest. But I'm going Steph Curry as the 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 winner of the three-point contest. I don't know if I said, but I also am taking Chris Paul as the skills challenge winner. And then for the dunk contest, this is probably the most disappointing. Now, first of all, we're going to talk about how the league decided it was a good idea to put the dunk contest at halftime. I hate that. Honestly, I'm hating it. Um, I think it's terrible. It's it's Dunk contest should be its own event. I don't think it should be thrown in to 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 halftime of the All-Star game. I think that's bad. I think the league made a mistake, and I think they're going to realize that um, after doing it. But I definitely don't 
I don't like that at all. A lot of people have told me they, you know, I've got a lot of good feedback about that. A lot of people said that they like it. Um, seems to not be that bad of an idea because, you know, it seems to be going over well, but me personally, I hate that idea. I'm not going to lie. I think that's so bad. Again, I've always liked the dunk contest as its own separate entity and, you know, its own contest. You know, you don't just stick it in the middle of halftime. You know, it's like it's not a halftime show. It's an actual contest and it's an event during All-Star Weekend. But that's just me. Um, anyway, the dunk contest this year is participants. Cassius Stanley. Obi Toppin and Anthony Simons. Um, I can't lie, I'm hating the comp. I'm just hating the competition. I, I, I got Anthony Simons as my winner. Um, it's a it's a contest between him and Cassius Stanley. Obi Toppin, yes, he's got crazy bounce. His bunnies are crazy. You know, he he you know he had some pretty beautiful dunks at Utah, um, but. I'm sorry. He's not to me. He's not a dunk contest guy. I'm disappointed that we are, we're not going to see Zion or Ja in this. I'm very disappointed in that. Um, would love to see them um, in a dunk contest, but um, I guess not this year. Hopefully, we can get Zion and Ja both in the same dunk contest another year. But I definitely would have liked to see Zion. Uh, especially Zion compete in this because I, I know Zion would do well. Obviously, everybody knows about Zion. You got to be living under a rock to not know about Zion Williamson and his his amazing bounce. But definitely would have appreciated Zion and Ja making an appearance in this. I, again, I'm hating the competition. I'm hating that it's just Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin, and Anthony Simons. And that's nothing against them. It's just that you just need better names. You need box office. You need a Zion to, to be in it. You need a jaw. And it didn't happen uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, I'm not faulting any of the players. I'm just saying it would have been nice to see, you know, Zion compete in a dunk contest because we know what he can do. Um, and, yeah, that's that's about it. We can talk about the judges, too. Um, judges for the dunk contest are Spud Webb, Josh Smith, uh Jason Richardson, Dee Brown, and Dominique Wilkins. That's a valid dunk contest. Um, dunk contest um, judges table. It's valid. You know, nothing you can really say. I'm not. I'm not a guy that you know heavily debates on who should be a judge and who shouldn't. Like you know, if if you won a dunk contest, you're valid to be a judge. If you you know competed in a dunk contest and you did well, you're valid to be a judge. I don't think you know. You know, if you're a three point, like, I don't ever want to see Steph Curry judging a dunk contest. I don't. But like, you know, I'm also not one of those guys. I'm not tripping over really who they put at the, you know, the dunk contest judges table. I really could care less if I'm being quite honest. But that is all your events during All-Star Weekend. Um I'm not sure if they're doing a, a rookie. Uh, well, not even they don't call it rookie and sophomores, but I'm not sure if they're doing um, a rising stars challenge this year. If they do, obviously, we'll talk about it. You know, once they set that roster and get that straight, um, we will talk about that if that's happening at all. But that is all your all star game festivities for this 2021 all star game. Um 
I'm not too excited about everything. You know, the three-point contest should be good. The skills challenge is always whatever. It's always like, oh, yeah, it's the skills challenge is cool, whatever. But I'm just mad that they decided that the dunk contest was going to be better at halftime of the All-Star game. I mean, I get it, you know, but at the same time, I, I just always feel like the dunk contest, it's its own entity. It should have its own place, um, and we shouldn't change that up. But... That is just me. Now, moving on to let's talk about yesterday's action a little bit. Um, yesterday in the NBA, we had Jokic get a triple double. Um, we had John Morant go for 35 and 10. Westbrook had 23, 6 and 15. A lot of good things happened last night. The Celtics got a big win against the Clippers. Um, yes, it was at home, but still. I believe it was a very nice win for the uh, the Celtics. Because the Celtics have been struggling of late. Um, I'm not even going to lie. The Celtics, man... I have not liked the way they looked lately. They've been shooting the ball poorly. Um, yesterday, they, they shot the ball well. Campbell Walker has a not been the healthiest and also um, very inconsistent, to say the least. But um, yesterday, he looked real good. So I don't know if this is the turning point for the Celtics or this is the win they needed to kind of, you know, kick it into that next gear or at least to, you know, finish out the, this first half of the season strong and go into the all-star break with some momentum. But yesterday the Celtics looked real good. They did. Um, the Clippers, Clippers played well. Paul George missed some late shots there. You know, he had some shots, a uh, couple three pointers that he could have hit to uh, either, you know, cut it to a one point game and tie the game, but he missed, um, you know, I guess you just live with that. You know, Paul George is out. I don't care what anybody says. You can make fun of him. You can call him Pandemic P. You can say all the, the all the, you know, the hate you want. Paul George is valid. He's an elite player. Um, and he does, he does great things for that team. Uh, like I said, Jokic had 37, 10, and 11. Big win against the Bucks. Um, the Bucks have been, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and say they've been, atrocious of late, but they've been definitely slipping a little bit. And maybe it's because Drew Holiday's been in and out the lineup and maybe, uh, you know, the Bucks are just a little inconsistent as of late and the team chemistry is still a work in progress. But I don't know. I just, I don't, you know, the Bucks have been playing. They play well and they play bad. So, you know, you just... I don't know. It's kind of a roller coaster for the Bucks. It seems right now. Obviously, I, I wouldn't say they're as bad as the Celtics are in terms of roller coaster. And one day they look great, the next day they look terrible, or you know they go on these little five game skids. But you know, the Bucks. I don't know. They're just. I don't like the inconsistent play um, from them of late. Uh, John Morant, like I said yesterday, at thirty five, doing well. Um, love to see him balling out again. Seems like he's really getting back to uh, to form after coming off that ankle injury, which I know was a long time ago in retrospect. But 
you know, it seems still that, you know, he was favoring a little bit, trying, you know, to play a little conservatively so he doesn't get hurt. But it seems like now he's getting back to his peak form. Yesterday, the Suns had a beautiful win against the Lakers. I mean, just dominated that game. Um, at first, it looked like the Lakers, you know, were going to take this one. But um, the Suns did their thing. Now, I will say, can we can we talk about the Lakers, though? Like, we we need to talk about the Lakers because uh, for a few reasons, for a few reasons. First of all, LeBron's playing amazing. Um, we know that uh, LeBron is absolutely playing well. But can we talk about the Lakers since Anthony Davis has went down? Like they've had some bad losses. They lost to Denver, Brooklyn, Miami, Washington, Utah. Uh, they barely squeaked by Portland. They smacked Golden State, and then they lost to Houston. Like, those are their last couple games. Um, like, I think it's time that we stop with the whole um, Anthony Davis hate. I think it's time. Like, I, I yes, people are clowning him because he came – you know, he came back this year from the bubble, from winning a championship. He's out of shape. He looks lazy. He looked lazy on the offense and defensive end. He kind of looked like he was just going through the motions, and then he gets hurt. Um, but this team needs Anthony Davis. This team kind of it, – it, it's – this team's not the same without Anthony Davis. I know it's, yeah, it's like you're saying, all right, you're taking two top 10 players, one, two punch. But it's like you take one of them out the lineup, and yeah, they're not going to be the same. But people were talking as if Anthony Davis was a bum out there himself. Now, yes, Anthony Davis was out of shape, and he wasn't doing well, but he was still putting up numbers, and he was still producing, and you still have to respect AD. Well, I don't care how out of shape he is. If he's on the court, you have to respect Anthony Davis. He's just that good. Um and without Anthony Davis, this team has struggled. This team has struggled a lot. You know, they need a second option. LeBron James yesterday, he had 38 points. Like, you know, you, you can't ask a guy to do much more. They get 38 points. Like, in 38, 5, and 6, you know, someone else has got to step up. Someone else is has got to help out LeBron, you know, especially in – Anthony Davis's absence. Like if you if you really looked at the box score yesterday, um Dennis Schroeder, he had 17. Okay. That's great. And then there's a major drop-off. Like Marcus Morris, yes, he averaged, I mean, he had uh he added in 12 as well. But then you look, uh, Montrez only had six. Uh Catavius Caldwell Pope had four. Then where's the bench points? The bench points are non-existent. Taylor Horton Tucker added 16. And then Caruso, seven. Wesley Matthews, zero. Um, and then Damian Jones added in four. You know? You know? Wesley Matthews, he played 23 minutes and, and had zero points. Alex Caruso played 20 minutes, had seven points. Like, that's the stuff where it's like, okay, yes, Anthony Davis is out, but you got to help your boy out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you still put up 104 points, and that's because LeBron had 38 you know, like if we're being quite honest, like there were many reasons for y'all to lose this game. And you you showed us why, like you you don't have without Anthony Davis, you don't have another guy that can really just get a buck. Um, 
Now, Kuzma, I know Kuzma didn't play. He obviously would have added in something, at least I hope. You know, some days Kuzma, he'd be playing like he don't really care about basketball. So I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that Kuzma would have added something. But again, you got to help your boy out. LeBron's out here getting 30, 38, 6, and 5. And, you know, again, Dennis Schroeder did his thing. 17, that's respectable. That's all you really need him to do. He went 2 of 5 from the three-point line. That's great. Um, Marcus Morris, he added in 12. He did his thing, shot the ball really well, went 5 of 6 from the floor and uh, 2 of 3 from the three-point line. But, again, it's the bench. You know, Wesley Matthews, you're a 3 and D guy. You took one three-pointer and you missed it. You played 23 minutes and had zero points. You know, Alex Caruso, you're supposed to be a dog. You dig what I'm saying? You know, you come off the bench, you play 20 minutes yourself, and you only have seven. Like, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, he played 19 minutes and had 16 points. So you just, I don't know. You know, the Lakers, people are like, oh, the Lakers look terrible. They don't look terrible. They just got to get themselves together. And this team, they need to take this as an opportunity to get stronger without Anthony Davis. Because just using Anthony Davis as a, you know, a crutch, basically, and be like, you know what, let's just survive this. Like, I feel like the Lakers mentality right now is let's just survive this until AD comes back, which instead it should be, all right, let's get better in AD's absence. So that way, when he comes back, he doesn't have to automatically go back to Anthony Davis form like he can come back get his rhythm back get his legs under him and we can still be a solid team and go out there and get good wins like and build more team chemistry and all that but I don't know this just looks like one of a alright guys let's just survive this LeBron play the best you can do what you do but let's all just survive this until Anthony Davis is back to form like and I just don't like that for the Lakers because again their, their schedule is tough you know what I mean? Like, they got to face a lot of good people. Um, now, they, they have an easy game going into the All-Star break right before it, actually, um, against the Sacramento Kings. But then you look at the second half of the the, the schedule, and it, it's not very friendly. They got to face Indiana. That's their first game back. You know, Indiana's a tough team. They're, they're a team that's fighting for a playoff team. It's a scrappy team, you know, a team that, you know, does shoot the ball well, but they also play good defense. Um just an overall tough team. You got to play Golden State. Golden State's going to make you work. It's not the greatest team. You know, they're, they're definitely, they have their struggles. They have their weaknesses, but Golden State's going to make you work. You know, Minnesota should be an easy win. Charlotte, you know, they're going to make you work a little bit. But if once you get a lead on them, you can pretty much shut them down. Atlanta, easy. But then you got Phoenix, New Orleans, Philly. Like, that, that's a three-game uh slot right there that's tough like those are tough games um then you get cleveland orlando should be pretty easy milwaukee sacramento la toronto miami brooklyn new york charlotte boston and then utah twice back to back and then dallas back to back like that's a tough stretch of games um with an exception to probably toronto but the, you got to play the Clippers, the Heat, Brooklyn, New York, Charlotte, Boston, Utah twice, and then Dallas twice. That's a tough stretch. Those are games that you're going to have to work for. Like, those are games that are not just going to come easy to you. Like, those are games you're definitely going to need a strong performance, not just from LeBron, obviously, but 
you know, I'm hoping AD should be fine and healthy by then and have his legs under him. But you're going to need a strong performance from your bench and your other guys. Like we talked about at the beginning of the year, how much the other guys are stepping up. And now's not the time for them to fade to black. Like those other guys need to step up more than ever now, especially in AD's absence. So that's why I just feel like the Lakers... I don't know what their mindset is. I'm not in that locker room, but from the outside looking in and just watching them play night in and night out, it just looks like they're kind of like, all right, guys, let's just get to the all-star break, right? Let's get some rest. Let's get, you know, everybody back healthy, but let's just survive this little Anthony Davis uh, fiasco with him getting injured. Like, let's just survive this instead of, you know what, let's take this as an opportunity to get better. Um, and that scares me, again, because you can't really do that in the Western Conference. Like, the West is packed. The West is deep. And you doing that, it's like you're, you're kind of playing with fire. Because, again, Utah, they look tough right now. Again, I have no faith in Utah once they get to the playoffs, but at least right now, they look tough. Um, the Clippers, solid. Like, the Suns, solid team. I don't have faith in, in the Suns either once the playoffs start. But again, as of right now, regular season, they look solid. Golden State is an annoyance. Like, they're not going away quietly. They play pretty well. Like, there's a lot of team Portland. Like, there's a lot of teams in this Western Conference that, you know what I'm saying? If you just think, you know what, let's just survive, you know what I'm saying, this little you know, fiasco we're having right now and let's just get Anthony Davis back and then everything will go back to normal. Like if you play with that, it's playing with fire because there's good there's good teams who are trying to make, you know, playoff pushes, seeding positions. Like there's a lot at stake here. So I don't know. The Lakers got to get it together, but I don't think it's time to panic. Um, there's a lot of Lakers fans that are panicking right now, and it, it gets me upset because it's like, relax, you still got that guy. You know what I'm saying? His name is LeBron James. He's the king. Like, you still got that guy. So don't panic just yet. Yes, the Lakers, they're not playing their best basketball. They look pretty bad sometimes. You know, they definitely, without Anthony Davis, that second option, like, it kind of goes kind of goes away and then it's like all right LeBron you do everything and everybody else is going to follow your lead but when they don't follow his lead it's kind of awkward but I don't know the Lakers just got to get together these, these other guys got to step up like I said Wesley, Wesley Matthews you're three and D you played 23 minutes you took one three-pointer and you had zero points like that's bad you you got to do better you just have to you have to but anyway, moving on from the Lakers, still keeping it in the NBA, though. We're going to go over the scheduled games for tonight. We got Wednesday action. ESPN bringing in um, the Wednesday action. But before we get to the ESPN games, let's talk about the games before that, preceding that. So we got the Pacers and Cavs at 7 I got the Pacers in that one. I believe that the Pacers are just the better team. Uh, simple. <laughs> the Jazz Sixers, that's going to be a hell of a game. I'm mad that this one's not on ESPN. Um, this is going to be a beautiful game. I definitely got the Jazz in this one, but this, this game is going to be great. The Sixers have the best chance, um, in my opinion, to come out the East as of right now. Um, or excuse me, not come out the East. They have the best chance, in my opinion, to knock off the Brooklyn Nets, even though I still think the Brooklyn Nets got that. But 
Um, the Sixers are playing really well. This will be a beautiful test for them because the Jazz are playing beautiful basketball. I mean, it's just fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. The way Donovan Mitchell's playing and in the way the ball movement, the shooting, everything about that Jazz team right now is clicking. And let's just hope they don't peak too early. <laughs> I hope not. But uh, I got the Jazz winning that game against the Sixers, but we shall see. Next game, Pistons-Raptors also at the 7 o'clock spot. Um, I got the Raptors. Pistons playing well. Or excuse me, the, the Raptors are playing well of late. They're a little inconsistent. Kyle Lowry, you know, averaging 18 for them, um, doing his thing. Jeremy Grant's doing his thing for the Pistons, but I got the Raptors. And then we go to the ESPN game. We got the Nets versus the Rockets. Um, James Harden. First time back in Houston since the trade, I believe. Um, you know, I think James Harden's going to go off, quite honestly. Uh, I think he's going to have a 40 ball. He might have a 40-point triple-double, something like that. But I think he's going to go off and just be like, look, and just stick it to Houston. and Just be like, look, bro, <laughs> you know. Kind of the a middle finger esque type game, but I got the Nets winning that. I think they blow out the uh, Houston Rockets. Then at eight p.m. we have the Hawks and Magic. Um, I got the Magic in that one. Hawks have been playing well of late. Trey Young's been balling, but um, yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Hawks over the Magic. And then we got the Hornets and Timberwolves. I got the Hornets. Love the way the Hornets are playing. Um, they seem really solid right now. Fun to watch. Uh, a lot of young guys, so it's just fun to see them all running around having fun. Um, Bulls, Pelicans. I got the Pelicans. Don't really like the way the Pelicans are playing right now, but the Bulls aren't playing any better. So um, I'm going to take the Pelicans. Uh, then we got the Thunder versus the Mavericks. Easy game. I, th- I think the Mavericks got that um, for sure. Then we got Warriors, Blazers. I'm going to take the Blazers. Um just because I don't think the Warriors' defense is really going to be up to par for Dame. Um, Dame's balling. Steph Curry's balling. Love to see them both going at it. Um, basically, they, their numbers are almost identical. Um, Dame's averaging a little bit more assists. He's averaging eight, while Curry's only averaging six. Curry's averaging more boards. But they're all, both averaging 29. Um, so, love to see that. And then we got the Lakers versus the Kings. Um that ought to be a very easy matchup for the Lakers. I think the Lakers smacked the Kings. I think they should have no problems getting that dub. But that is all your scheduled games for Wednesday night in the NBA. Hopefully, I go 100% from the field. I usually never do, but hopefully. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, moving on to let's look at the standings real quick. First of all, would have thought at the beginning of the season that my New York Knicks had 18 and 18, 500. They're the fifth seed in the East. Like, they are really the fifth seed. Like, they are smack dab in the middle of the seeding in the Eastern Conference. Who would have thought? I sure didn't. I, I did not think that the Knicks were even going to be 
uh, a 10 to, to 15 win team this year. Never mind 18, 20 plus. Like, that's crazy to me to think about. But anyway, um, Philly still has the number one spot in the East. Now, Brooklyn is only a half game back. Um, so Brooklyn's coming. <laughs> Brooklyn's about to take that number one seed. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, but then Milwaukee. Well, then next, we got Milwaukee at the third seed, Boston at the fourth, New York at the fifth, Toronto at the sixth, um, Miami Heat at the seven, and Charlotte at the eighth seed. And then moving on in the Western Conference, your updated um, standings. Got Utah, again, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Utah, number one seed in the Western Conference. At number two, the Phoenix Suns. Again, who would have thought that? Both Utah and Phoenix are playing extremely great basketball. So, again, not surprised to see both. I mean, I was, obviously, I am surprised. I didn't think they'd be playing this well. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I predicted this. But definitely... Yeah, (laughs) the way they both are playing, they absolutely deserve to be top seeds in the Western Conference. But again, like I said, Utah, number one, Phoenix, number two, Lakers, number three, Clippers, number four, San Antonio, number five. Now, if you're a casual basketball fan, you probably didn't know that San Antonio has been playing low key, very good basketball. And no one's really talking about it. No one. Uh, Very underrated team at 18 and 13. Um, But yeah, they are the fifth seed smack dab in the West. Uh, Then you have the Portland Trailblazers at the sixth seed, the Denver Nuggets at the seventh seed, and the Golden State Warriors at the eighth and final seed in the West. Um, Everybody else kind of chasing. Dallas and Memphis are the closest to getting closer to that eighth spot in the West. But... um. Biggest surprises, I'd probably say Phoenix, Utah, obviously, you know, the way they're playing, I don't think anybody saw it coming. And then, like I said before, the way that San Antonio's been playing their type of basketball, it's it's really snuck up on me, at least. I don't know about others. I won't speak for others, but I will say for me, I did not think San Antonio was going to play that well of basketball. Um and, yeah, going back to the East, again, if you would have told me that the Knicks would be a fifth seed and the, the Heat would be a seventh seed right before the All-Star break, I think you're insane. Um, I did not see Philly be, being the number one uh, seed as as of, you know, last year, definitely. Um, didn't think so. I thought maybe Boston or or Brooklyn would be. And that's before all the, the trade happened. Um, I definitely thought Milwaukee would be in, you know, top the East for sure again. Um, Toronto has kind of been disappointing this season. I love the way Charlotte looks again. I love watching Charlotte play. The way those young guys just go out there and play so carefree, just pulling, just chucking up shots. You know, it seems like uh, LaMelo's always trying to make the highlight reel. It's just fun to watch. But, yeah. That's pretty much all we got for the NBA um, in terms of talking about it. And we are coming up on the half hour break. And you know what that means. We're going to go take a quick commercial break just to get some messages in with y'all. I hope 
y'all are enjoying the Speak My Peace podcast. I am your host, Reese Trotman, and we shall return after these quick messages. Just because we're off campus doesn't mean we're offline. 90.7 WXIN, bringing you your favorite hit from Six Feet With COVID cases rising, now more than ever, it's important to adhere to the three W's. Wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch your distance. Stay safe out there. Brought to you by 90.7 WXIN. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite Big Tony's, often imitated, never duplicated. 90.7 WXIM. Okay, Boomer. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Speak My Peace podcast. I, again, am your host, Reese Trotman, coming back at y'all another week, another episode. Now, let's switch gears. We talked about the NBA, dissected everything. You know what I'm saying? We did all that. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little NFL free agency. I feel like, you know, I've dibbled and dabbled in the subject, but I feel like we should talk about it in depth. I feel like we should go through team by team, see what we can do to make each team a little bit better than they were before. Now, first of all, let's start with the biggest news in J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt has decided to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't like this move. I'm not going to lie. Like, out of all the team, I think this team's a little bit weird. I, I just don't, I don't like the move. Um, it's just... For me, the team, like, like I just don't know what he's going to gain. Like, I, I thought maybe he was going to be on, like, a not, you know, chasing rings vibe, but I thought he was definitely going to try and go into to a contender. In my opinion, the Arizona Cardinals are not a contender for many reasons, not because of their lack of, you know, a good defense, um, even though I think their their secondary is kind of suspect, even though their front seven is pretty good. And obviously adding J.J. Watt along with Chandler Jones and uh, Terrell Suggs on that team, that's great. But their secondary is kind of suspect. And Patrick Peterson, he's getting real old back there. He is. Uh, he's starting to slow down tremendously. And no one really wants to talk about it. But having said all that, like while their defense may be solid, I just I just look at it and say, you, you can't tell me that Kyler Murray is is is, you know, gonna lead a team to a Super Bowl. He's just not. Like he's not that guy yet. Like you gotta give that man way more time. Like I just just, just to say right now that Kyler Murray could lead, possibly lead his team to a championship. It's crazy, in my opinion. Like, he has the tools. Believe me, he has the weapons to do so. Um, You know, right now, you know, 
again, having DeAndre Hopkins is 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 amazing. It helps a lot. Um, having you know a veteran guy like Larry Fitzgerald come back, you know. Stuff like that, you know, having a good wide receiving core, the offensive line needs to get better for sure. But adding J.J. Watt, like that's great and all for the Cardinals. But for J.J. Watt, I'm looking out for his career more. And I'm saying like you going to the Cardinals like, okay, you'll probably make the playoffs. Maybe, but that's about it. But there's a lot of ifs about Kyler Murray. Like he said that one of the reasons he came to the 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 um, the Cardinals was because he believes in. Kyler Murray, like, shouldn't you though? Like, what what is Kyler? Like, I love Kyler. Believe me, I love me some Kyler Murray, and I, I you know, he's shown some glim- glimpses, you know, these last couple of years that you know, okay, he can be a solid quarterback. But what what exactly do you believe in Kyler Murray for? Like, I hope you're not talking about championship aspirations because Kyler Murray, in no way, shape, or form, is a championship quarterback. He's not. Like. He's not. He's just like, that's just the fact of the matter. He's still growing and developing as a quarterback. He's not in a position where it's like, all right, yes, this should be a Super Bowl or bust this year. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, I don't think he's that guy to lead his team to a Super Bowl. At least not right now. Like, I, so I look at him and I'm just like, okay, JJ Watt, you said all that, but what exactly, like, what do you mean? You dig what I was saying? Like, what do you mean you believe in Kyler Murray? Like, for what, though? Like, I hope you're not talking about championship aspirations because that's bad. That'd be really bad. Um, um, Yeah. Nah. I just, for J.J. Watt, this doesn't make much sense. In my opinion, I mean, if he thinks this is the best situation for him and the best way he can win, fine. Do your thing, J.J. Watt. But in my opinion, I think you messed up with this signing. I think that you're just going to waste your career. Um, down there in Arizona. And I feel like um, <clears throat> going to like the Packers or somewhere else like that would have been a better option for you. People were saying the Bears. No, don't go to the Bears. Like the Bears, that's bad. Don't do that. Um, the Packers would have been great for you. That's a solid team. They add a better pass rusher. You dig what I'm saying? Who still has something left in the tank. I, pe- I feel like people don't realize that J.J. Watt still has something left. Um and now he's going to get one-on-one matchups, too, because you got Chandler Jones on the other side that you have to deal with. And Chandler Jones is always in the thick of things in terms of sack leading and stuff like that. He's a monster himself. So, yeah, nah. I, but again, this is good for the Cardinals. This is a great signing for the Cardinals. But for the for J.J. Watt, like. I thought you wanted a ring. Like, I thought you wanted a chance to go deep in the playoffs. I don't think Kyler Murray and the boys are going to get that done for you. Like, I just don't look at Kyler Murray and I say, all right, this is the year where he might go to a Super Bowl or he might make a deep run in the playoffs. No, I think of this as this year, okay, he might make the playoffs. And, like, he might develop even more. But, again, like I said, I didn't say this. This is a direct quote from J.J. Watt. The man said himself, I came here because I believe in you. And he's talking about Kyler Murray, but it's exactly what do you believe in him for? Because if you're talking about championship aspirations, that's looking slow for you. Like it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just is. Um, but yeah, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals, I guess. I'm happy for you. Um, I don't really know. Um, moving on, though, um, obviously, there's been a lot of trade talks about Russell Wilson and, oh, should, you know, Russell Wilson be traded? People keep talking about he might want to go to the Bears, the Saints, the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys, in my opinion, is probably the, the like, 
Actually, no, nah, I'll say my Saints. My Saints, we we don't have enough trade assets, you know, to give to get Russell Wilson. And then the in my opinion, like, yes, obviously Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But like I just just commit to Dak. Like, what are you doing, Cowboys? Just commit to Dak long term. Like, that's clearly your boy. Everybody in the locker room loves him. That seems to be their dog. So just commit to the guy. Stop playing with him. Stop even involving yourself in these trade rumors. And just give Dak Prescott his money, bro. Like, stop playing with that man. For real. For real. Like, it's getting disrespectful. The blatant disrespect is crazy. Um, and I'm not even a Dak Prescott fan. I'm not, a, you know, a Dak Prescott guy. I'm not a Cowboys fan. But come on. Come on, really? You you don't entertain these trade rumors, please. Like it just it make it just adds more fuel to the fire for Dak. But um, yeah, that's how I, that's how I'm feeling with that situation. But let's go through each team. We're gonna start in the AFC East. Uh, Buffalo Bills. They need to get better defensively. I think offensively they're solid. Um, you know, adding another you know receiver never hurts. So you know if they can somehow add another receiver, maybe if they can you know add a um a better offensive line that would definitely be that would definitely be good i mean their offensive line solid but you know maybe if they can beef that up a little bit more you know if they can add another receiver that'd be great they don't i don't think they necessarily need to maybe another slot guy besides cole beasley but um i think if they can do that that would be fantastic but defense they definitely just the secondary solid the pass rush front seven suspect in my opinion they need a better pass rusher um so if they can find a pass rusher in this free agent pool, that would be great for them. Or if they can draft one, that would be good for them, too. Um, let's go next with the Dolphins. Dolphins, they need a lot. They need a lot. Um, they need a better secondary. Or Actually, no, their secondary is not that bad. Um, they could beef up the safety position a little bit. But secondary is not too bad. It, you know. They need a better front seven. They need a better pass rush. Their, their pass rush was non-existent, just like the Buffalo Bills. And they need an offensive line. Tua Tagovailoa was getting just smacked around back there, running for his life half the time. They need a better offensive line for sure um, in order to protect um, Tua. They also could use a couple receivers. I'm not going to lie. The receiving core is pretty suspect. Um, if they could somehow swoop in and maybe get Chris Godwin or Will Fuller, you know, that'd be tough for them, but they definitely need another receiver for sure. Um, next, we have the Patriots. The Patriots need everything on offense. They need wide receivers. They need a better offensive line. They need a running back. Like, they just need it all. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They need a quarterback, too. Like, <laughs> they need it all. Um, you know, they say Cam is a free agent. Cam Newton is not coming back. Like, that, that experiment just didn't work. Like, at all. And it's, yeah. So they need a quarterback. They definitely need receivers. And they need an, uh, a boost at offensive line in this free agency. Um, the Patriots could also use a pass rush on defense. Now, the secondary should be okay. But, yeah, that pass rush is god-awful. So the, the Patriots need a lot. They just need to improve as a team. Like, overall, anyone you sign, like, you should be <laughs> you should be improving. Um you know, if Chris Godwin doesn't sign, you should definitely make a push at him. Just re-sign with the, the Bucks. The the Patriots need to make a push at him. Allen Robinson, they need to throw their name out there. Kenny Galladay, they definitely need to. Tight ends, you know, John New Smith, like you just Henry Hunter Henry, like you just you just need to improve as a team. Um 
Moving on. The Jets. Um, the Jets, the roster isn't that bad. They could definitely use the number one wide receiver besides Robbie Anderson because, like, he's not really a number one wide receiver, but no one really wants to talk about that. But, yeah, so they could definitely use a better wide receiver. They need to get better linebacker play and better uh, – Better front four, you know, so definitely a pass rusher. They need a cornerback. Um, bringing in Richard Sherman would be great for them. Um, veteran presence, just, you know, the things he could teach. And also Richard Sherman can still play. So, yeah, they they need a cornerback for sure. So if they go out and sign someone like Richard Sherman, that would help them improve a lot. And definitely they can use a number one wide receiver. The Ravens, wide receivers, simple. Like defense, pretty, pretty good. Offense, love to see it. But uh, O-line, great too. D-line, great too. Front seven, secondary. Again, everything solid except the wide receiver core. Get a wide receiver. Get Lamar Jackson, the number one wide receiver. Again, go after Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Allen Robertson. Get someone. And you know what? Improve the tight end position, too, while you're at it. Um, but, yeah, come on now. Bengals. Bengals need everything. They suck. Uh, that team sucks. They just need it all. Like, <laughs> they need a defense. They need an offense. They need to surround Joe Burrow with better people, better talent. It's that simple. Um, the O-line definitely needs to be better. You need to be able to protect Joe Burrow if you want him to last in this league. Um, Cleveland Browns, let's update the defense. The offense looks pretty good when all healthy. Looks pretty good. We can also, but, you know, we can definitely add um, some guys on defense, though. Like I said, not really worried about offense, but the defense, let's add some guys. Let's get some better linebackers and, you know, a cornerback or two. Um, for them, Steelers. Let's keep Juju. Um, let's let, not let him walk because after that, the receiving core is looking kind of slow, um, and just kind of scary because it doesn't look good at all. Um, let's also improve in the secondary. Let's get an actual running back. The James Conner, James Conner, uh, you know, situation that didn't work out. Let's let's get a real running back, please. Um, let's let's kind of. Yeah, relegate James Conner to the bench or let him walk, please. Um, moving on to the Texans, they just need everything. They're another team that just, right now, they suck. Like, they just need it all. They need to keep Deshaun Watson if they can or trade him away so they can get picks and they can get guys. But, yeah, everybody, let's, you know what I'm saying, let's just improve everything. You need wide receivers. You need a running back. You need a secondary. You need an, uh, You need a defense in general. Everything about your team is just bad. Um, yeah. The Colts, well, they got Carson Wentz. They need more wide receivers. I don't know what their plans are uh, for T.Y. Hilton. I think they need to find a replacement for T.Y. Hilton. Let's improve that that O-line a little bit. Make sure Carson Wentz gets protected back there so that way he doesn't make the same mistakes that he did in Philly. And let's continue to improve that defense. That defense is really solid, but, you know, adding another cornerback would be nice. The linebacking core seems great. Front seven seems good. Front four. Maybe a pass rusher would be nice, but, you know, let's just improve that offense. Let's boost up that O-line so we can protect Carson Wentz. And let's replace T.Y. Hilton. Um, The Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars, they have $77 million in cap space. Um... And the Jaguars have a lot of needs, so they should be aggressive. Um, 
I can't lie. Yeah, they 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 need to be aggressive. They with seventy seven million dollars, you need to go out there and sign some big names. I'm not gonna lie, and they have a lot of needs. They need tackle. They need left tackle. They need a tight end, defensive tackles. They need a secondary. They just need a lot of pieces. Like they basically need to improve their entire team, and it also they need to draft um, well as well. Um, so yeah, the the Jaguars have a lot of work to do. The Tennessee Titans. Um, they need a pass rush. They 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 did their pass rush is non-existent. They were they were second to last in the league in pass rush. They had the fewest sacks, um, and yeah, they they the only way they got pressure was through blitzing. Uh, so they just need a pass rush. They need a front four, maybe a front seven, um, but yeah, the the pass rush needs to yeah that's that's bad. Um, when you you know when the the quarterback just has all day to sit back there, your secondary is gonna look awful. So, um, Denver, let's get a QB. Let's get a secondary, and yeah, should be straight. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say about them. Their their front seven seems good. Pass rush, you know, we know how Von Miller gets. Um, but yeah, let, let's get us let, let's get the Denver Broncos. A secondary, so they don't get torched back there. And let's get you a QB. You know what I'm saying? The receiving core is young, but it's good. It's solid. Um, Chiefs. Now, yes, I know they had a lot of offensive line issues this year in terms of injury. And some of those guys did have some serious injuries on offensive line. So let's just beef it up. Let's beef up that offensive line. Let's also let's you know, add in a secondary player. You know, why not? Um, if you're the Chiefs. But let's definitely beef up that offensive line. Let's not have Patrick Mahomes ever running for his life the way he was uh, in that in that Super Bowl. Um, the Raiders, they need to just prioritize defense. Their offense looks pretty smooth, but they need a defense. Like, it's atrocious. The Raiders' defense has been bad. Um, same thing with the Chargers. The Chargers, like, their offense seems pretty good. Let's give Justin Herbert a better offensive line, please. And let's get him another receiver, but or you know at least a better tight end. Um, but yeah, let's also give the Chargers a defense. Like the defense is pretty bad, so let's give them that. Dak Prescott and the boys and Cowboys, man, they're good on offense. They're straight. They need a defense. Like let's get them a better second day. Their pass rush has been non-existent. Well, well was non-existent all year and. Uh, yeah, let's re-sign Alden Smith if you're the, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Giants need a better team. Offensive line, receiving core, defensive line, secondary, everything needs to be better. Like, they just need to improve. Same thing with the Philly, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're $40 million over the cap this year. So I don't expect them to do anything in free agency, mainly. I, I expect them to cut a lot of people, but I don't expect them to do a lot. Um, and in terms of drafting a quarterback, that's slow for them. Um, but yeah, if they can find some sort of veteran quarterback or if they believe in Jalen Hurts, go with Jalen Hurts. But signing free agents is going to be hard for them. They're going to have to make a lot of cuts this year because they are $40 million over the cap salary cap this year. Washington, they need a QB. They need a QB and they also need a better offensive line. Um, it's that simple. Um and they need to improve that secondary. You know, the front the front four 
you know, with Chase Young and the boys is good, but they need linebackers and they need a secondary. So improve that defense, get an O-line, and get a QB if you're Washington, if you really want to. And also, yeah, get some better receivers too. So basically everything needs to be improved on that team uh, as well. Getting wide receivers doesn't hurt Washington, but it sure could help them. Um, So, yeah. On to the NFC North we go. Chicago Bears, they need everything. Like, just everything needs to be improved. The defense is actually solid, but, like, it could be better. You know what I'm saying? Sign some more people. And, obviously, they need a QB. Mitchell Trubisky, in my opinion, is not the answer. And don't let Allen Allen Robinson walk. Simple. The Lions, they need it all. Everything. QB, secondary, O-line, defense, offense, everything. They need it all. Wide receivers. Everything. Packers, pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Um, they could use a better running back. You know, are they going to decide to let Aaron Jones walk or not? That's the biggest question. And the O-line, pretty solid. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Wide receiving core, love it. Defense, not bad. You can always get better in that secondary, but solid team overall. But let's get Aaron Rodgers a new running back. Um now, on to the Minnesota Vikings. They need a defensive overhaul. They sucked on defense this year. They also could use more wide receivers as well. But that's about it. Because Kirk Cousins is their guy, and that's bad to me. Anyway, um, the, the Falcons, they have barely any cap space, so they're going to have to get a low-budget running back. Um, yeah, so someone like James Conner. Could be a good thing for them. They also need a secondary. They just need a defense in general. But the secondary, the front seven is not bad, actually. But the secondary needs help a lot. A lot of it. Um, Carolina Panthers, they need to rebuild that offensive line. They need a better tight end. And obviously, they need a QB. Like, they need one badly. Extremely. Like, it's getting disgusting how bad. Um, Like... I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater was just not the answer. I don't know why they think, why they thought anyway he was. Um, The Saints. This is a tough one because these are my guys. And our our salary cap is looking very, very thin this year. Like we, we're not going to be able to go out and shop for guys like, um, we definitely need to re-sign Marcus Williams. We definitely um, need to re-sign um, Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Um, and if Drew Brees doesn't retire, we need to sign Jameis, unfortunately. And it, you know, it pains me to say that because if anybody's heard anything about me and Jameis Winston, I don't like him. I don't like him as a player. I like the man... I don't even want to get into it. But, yeah, we need to resign safety Marcus Williams and uh, DN Trey Hendrickson. Please don't let them walk if you're the Saints. I hope they don't let them walk. If they do, I'm going to cry. Anyway, moving on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they just need to resign everybody so they can run it back. Like, if I'm being quite honest. Rework the Tom Brady deal. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Gronk. Resign them all. Simple. Resign them all. Um, the Cardinals, they should resign uh, Chandler Jones. They need 
better cornerbacks, like I said earlier. QB position's fine. Wide receivers are fine. Just get a better cornerback and improve your pass rush. So improve your defense, basically. Um, the Rams, solid team, man. Let's get them better wide receivers, though. Let's get them another wide receiver for Matthew Stafford, and let's get them a, a better running back. But uh, other than that, that's about it. That defense is solid. They should be very good. Uh, the 49ers, they need a lot. They need secondary help. They need, you know, their whole defense could use better. Now, also, there's going to be a lot of guys coming off of injury, so they should be better with that. But, um, yeah, the 49ers need a lot of help. They do. And they should they should uh, invest in some guys on offense as well. But a lot of guys coming off of injury, so we'll see how they look this year. Also, Seattle, um, they need a better offensive line. Like, it's so, like, it, it's just so obvious what they need to do. They need to just draft and sign O-line guys. They need to protect Russell Wilson better. Um, and if they end up trading Russell Wilson, whoever their quarterback is, they just need to protect whoever it is better. It's that simple. Um and improve that defense, that secondary, the front seven, everything. Just improve the defense, get some more guys, bring back Bobby Wagner. Um, maybe if you have to restructure his contract, uh, Carlos Dunlap, I think you cut him. But, yeah, they just need to <laughs> – they need to get better for sure. And that is all the 32 teams in the NFL – those are all what they need to look for, what they need to do in free agency to make their teams better and improve. Hopefully, they do that. If not, oh well. But yeah, those are all the the teams that I believe, uh, or excuse me, these those are all what I think needs to happen for each team in the NFL to improve. Um, now. We got about five minutes left in the program, or less than that. Let's talk a little college hoops. Let's. I just want to talk about one game, and I think everybody knows what game I'm about to talk about. Illinois versus Michigan. Now, I talked about how before the, the average college fan, the casual college fan, probably doesn't know that Illinois is fourth in the country. They probably also didn't know that yesterday, Illinois, the fourth-ranked team in the country, Played Michigan, the second-ranked te- team in the country, and beat the brakes off them, 76-53. to 53. This Illinois team is for real. Like, we need to put some serious respect on their name. Like, it's time. It's time. People were talking about, oh, they haven't really faced anybody all year. They haven't really faced anybody all year. And they lost to Baylor. Like, okay. And then the people said, oh, they lost to Rutgers and they lost to Ohio State. So, you know, they beat they beat. all, But then they beat Iowa. OK, and then they beat Wisconsin and then they beat Michigan. Like, come on now. Like this team is real. And then this this team, this I know they're for real. Right. Because they didn't just they didn't just beat the, the second ranked team in the country. Right. They didn't just slide by. They beat the brakes off them. They beat them 76 to 53. They dominated from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. And Michigan is a great team. Like, that team is tough. That Michigan team 
is going to go deep in March Madness. Like, I promise you they will. Like, I, I really believe that team is solid, very solid. But, man, this Illinois team is putting the country on notice and making sure people know, no, we're not just some right now. We're for real. We are for real, and we are doing our thing. Now they got a tough matchup against Ohio State. They got a rematch. It's at Ohio State too, so we'll see. But this 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 Illinois team, man, putting teams on notice. They beat the brakes off Michigan last night. I'm happy for them. They seem to be doing their thing. 19 and six. They're first in the Big Ten, and they look real solid. So I'm I'm very interested to see what they do in the tournament. Um. So, hey, man. It's about time. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I, I was saying it. The casual college fan isn't going to really know that. But no, nah, this team's different. This team is built different. And they're really doing their thing. Like, they are really doing it. Like, and again, I didn't think they were going to beat Michigan. I didn't. I thought Michigan, I thought it was going to be a close game. But I thought like the the last i would say 4 to 6 minutes of the second half of that game i thought you know i was I, you know before i watching it obviously i thought okay michigan's just going to pull away at that point and they're just going to prove okay we're the better team but illinois dominated from the moment that ball was thrown up in the air and tipped like they just came in and flat out smacked michigan in the mouth literally punched them in the mouth from the opening tip, like it just wasn't close. Like I know they only beat like they they. I know I'm, I'm making it seem like they beat them by forty five. Like they only beat them by twenty, you know, or twenty three. Excuse me, but like it's just the way they did. It. Like if you watch that game, they dominated that game. Like they showed, like they showed America. Like nah, we belong here. This is a statement win. Like we are not just some, you know, fluke team. Like nah, this is a solid basketball team. And you know, I couldn't be more happy for Illinois. Um, but yeah, man, that's about all the time we have. Unfortunately, we didn't get to touch base on any baseball. We'll definitely do that for next time. But I got to get up out of here, man. We're coming up on the hour mark again. Thank you for listening to yet another week of the Speak My Peace podcast. I hope you all take care. Be safe. God bless. And until next time, this is your boy, your host, Reese Trotman, signing off.